It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it through the weekend. Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, July 18th. Lazy Monday out there. Some rain overnight, thunderstorms overnight. Slept well. Didn't sleep uh, well enough. But I'll be all right. We power through. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line is open as well. If you'd like to text the show, that number is 502-414-1450. Don't forget, it's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000. That happens all summer long with the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, you are entered. That's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, hot dogs, Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. Thornton Summer Cash Batch going on now. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, why not? Text REWARDS to 80313 today. That's REWARDS to 80313. Open Championship was fabulous, or British Open if you're from a certain era, which I am. We'll get to that. All-star break in Major League Baseball. We'll look at the standings, see who the surprises are. Who's going to surprise in the second half? Seattle Mariners won 14 in a row. That's a surprise. They're still nine games behind Houston. That tells you how good Houston's been. The Yankees outscored the Red Sox in the last two games of that series, 27-3. to Yikes. They're really good. Juan Soto turned down $440 million from the Washington Nationals over the weekend. It's a good move by Juan Soto. I'll tell you why. Bloody Sunday for a couple of players who broke some uh, digits. SEC football media days are underway in Atlanta. Kentucky will go Wednesday at, I think, 225. I'll look that up during the break. Mark Stoops is there along with uh, three Wildcats. We'll tell you who they are and what to expect from SEC Media Days. I don't know what's going to happen when these conferences become bigger. SEC Media Day is taking four days. It's going, to, it's going to take a week and a half when these conferences get bigger. But we begin today with the Open Championship. Cameron Smith, the Australian, wins it. His first major, 20 under. That ties a record for score relative to par in a major. Dustin Johnson won the November Masters during COVID, or right after COVID, I guess we should say, with minus 20 as well. And this was a surprising win because it was a come-from-behind win against Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy did not play poor golf. Rory McIlroy didn't, didn't bogey. He didn't have a bogey the whole day, but he only had two birdies. Cameron Smith shoots eight under, He had five birdies in a row from holes 10 to 14. He birdied 18 when he had to. Uh, 17 was the pivotal hole, par four, the road hole at uh, St. Andrews. He put it behind a bunker. He, He couldn't chip over it. If he did, he took a chance on going way long. He putted around the bunker, left himself about a 12 to 15 foot putt for par, made it. 
And that's when you said, this is over. And I'll, I will give Paul Azinger a lot of credit. One of the announcers, former pro golfer himself, former major champion, said about nine holes in, Cameron Smith is the guy. He's the guy who I trust the most with his putter, and on this course, that matters. And he was right. Roy McIlroy had a ton of chances to make birdies. He only made two. He missed a couple of putts by inch, inch and a half. Cameron Smith did not miss those putts. He gave himself a five-footer on 10. Then he made 15-footers on 11 and 12. 13, about a 10-footer, and 14, a par five. He had a little tap-in for his fifth birdie in a row. He earned the victory. Sometimes the guys lose a, a match, lose a, a golf tournament. John, John Vandeveld lost the Open on 18 when he went into the drink a couple of times. Couldn't get out. So there are guys that lose major tournaments. Rory didn't lose it. He just didn't play well enough to win. He shot a 70, under par, two under, had a four-shot lead coming in. If you've got a four-shot lead coming in, he was tied with Victor Hovland, who fell off the map. But if you've got a four-shot lead and you shoot two under, somebody's going to have to beat you. You're not beating yourself. And that's what happened yesterday. That's what happened yesterday. He... uh Cameron Smith just played great. Cameron Young played great. They played together, the two Camerons. The young American shot a 65. He finished 19 under. McElroy, 18 under. Tommy Fleetwood and Victor Hovland. Hovland shared, of course, the third-round lead. Both finished at 14 under. Victor Hovland looked like he wasn't ready for this moment. Cameron Smith looked like he was ready for the moment. 64 in the final round of a major. That's incredible golf. Now, the rumor today, and it's just a rumor at this point, and I uh, hesitate to bring it up, is that Cam Smith may be joining the Live Tour. I said this last week. This is the last major of the year. All right? Last major of the season. There's not another major tournament in golf until April when the Masters rolls back around. You got the FedEx Cup playoffs, you've got uh, the Tour Championship to see who wins the FedEx Cup. Uh, you got a President's Cup coming up this year, I believe, and then then golf just takes a little vacation. You have those early PGA tournament in January. You play in Hawaii, and then they, they bring a cup in February. You're in California. You got Pebble Beach uh, sometime in February. But until April, these golfers all of a sudden have a gap from July to April where there are no majors. And I said last week, what's going to happen after the Open? How many of these guys have been waiting to play in these majors and then say, I'm going to go to the Live Tour to live golf? Now, Dustin Johnson left to go live golf, but he still got to play in the U.S. Open. He still got to play in the the Open Championship, the British Open. DeChambeau played. Patrick Reed, who's been rumored, played. Um, Phil Mickelson played. Taylor Gooch played. All of these guys that are on the Live Golf Tour now were able to play in the U.S. Open and the Open Championship because they already qualified, and those two governing bodies, the USGA and the Royal and Ancient uh, in England, did not want to rock the boat. They've qualified. They're either former champions or they qualified to play. We're going to let them play. What's going to happen next year? We don't know. 
The masters will be the first ones on the clock. What's the masters going to do? Are they going to tell past champions like Phil Mickelson, like Patrick Reed, like Dustin Johnson, hey, you're not welcome back. You took the money. You went to the live tour. You're playing for the Saudi money now. You took the guaranteed money. You're playing events that are basically exhibitions. We don't want you back. Is that what they're going to say? But we don't know what they're going to say. We have no idea. And if Dustin Johnson gets to play in the four majors next year, then where's the punishment for going to this live tour? Where is it? There's really not one. Because these guys don't want to play golf every single weekend on the PGA Tour. They don't want to have a minimum amount of tournaments that they have to play to qualify for FedEx Cup points, to qualify for FedEx Cup trophies, FedEx Cup money. They don't want that. They don't want to play in the John Deere Classic or the Travelers Championship. They don't want to play in the FedEx St. Jude's Tournament. They want to play in the Masters, the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, and the British Open. They want to play Ryder Cup. They want to play Tour Championship. They want to play in the Players' Championship. That's about it. They're fine if they don't play anymore. They'll practice, gear up, and play for these uh, majors. But when the majors say you're not going to play, now the PGA Championship, they're not going to play in that. They're not going to be allowed in that major. It's run by the PGA of America. That's done. But the Masters makes their own rules. The U.S. Open listens to the USGA, not the PGA. And the, and the Open Championship, which will be in Liverpool next year, listens to the Royal and Ancient Golf Club in England. What will those governing bodies do? And a lot of these guys are taking a chance that, hey, they're going to let us play anyway. They're going to let us play. And here we are. We are one day, one day after the Open Championship – and we're already talking about who's going to go to the live tour. Cameron Smith was asked about it 20 minutes after he won the Open Championship yesterday. Now, he tried to – he's not media savvy, all right? First major, hadn't been in front of a camera as much as a lot of these guys. And he tried to deflect it, and he said, hey, mate, I just won the British Open, and you're asking me this now? Come on. Let, let me enjoy this. Okay, that's fine. I have no problem with that. The reporter went on with, well, it's a question we have to ask. You know, we, we'd like an answer. And instead of saying, I'll talk about it at another time, reiterate your previous answer. Just say, look, I want to British Open. I'm not thinking about that. He said, I leave those decisions up to other people. I have an a, uh, entourage of people that I listen to. I just want to go out and play golf. He didn't say no. He didn't say no. So all of a sudden – the scuttlebutt now is Cameron Smith likely to join the Live Tour. And who else is going to go? Remember Brooks Koepka at the U.S. Open? Oh, we're doing disrespect to the U.S. Open. Why are you asking me this? I, ha I don't know. I haven't been contacted by anybody. Two days after the U.S. Open, he was gone to the Live Tour. So the Live Tour and Greg Norman, they're, trying to, they're getting these golfers. There's going to be another series of golfers here, it might be in a cluster that all of a sudden says, you know what, I'm going to take the money. I'm going to go play on the Live Tour, hoping that eight months from now they're going to be allowed to play in the Masters. Again, they don't want to play in all of these tournaments. The PGA 
says you have to play in a minimum number of tournaments to qualify for FedEx Cup points and FedEx Cup, um, you know, tour championship to get there. Here are the next few tournaments. The 3M Open in Blaine, Minnesota is this week. I don't know who wants to play in the 3M Open. The Rocket Mortgage Classic at Detroit Golf Club. Then you have the playoffs, the Wyndham Championship in Greensboro, the FedEx St. Jude Championship in Memphis, the BMW in Wilmington, Delaware, and finally the Tour Championship at Eastlake in Atlanta. So there are literally six tournaments left in this golf season. Nobody wants to play in the first two. A lot of guys don't want to play at the Wyndham, the first round of the FedEx Championship Cup playoffs. They only play if they have to accrue points to be eligible for the following week. I, I do believe there's going to be a lot of guys that come out and say, hey, I'm out of here. Uh, David's on the line on the Eminem uh, Cards Hotline. David, how are you this Monday morning? Yeah, thanks for taking my call, sure. John. About this golf that you're talking about, this live tour, I didn't think would be a rival to the PGA, but the PGA, do you think they've got to really find a way to you know, to to save themselves or what's yes. going on? Because it sounds to me the live is going to steal every every competitive golfer out of the PGA. And They're sure going to I, try. I, I just don't know what, what's going to happen. Well, the PGA has already responded. They're going to have more, more a prize money next year. They're going to have bigger tournaments next year that aren't actually the majors. They're changing the schedule around next year. So they have reacted. But have they reacted too late? And have they reacted enough? Because they still have rules – uh, concerning minimum amount of tournaments you have to play on the PGA Tour to keep your PGA Tour card, uh, and a lot of these guys are saying, "Look, I don't. I'm going to get a hundred million dollars just to go show up and play three rounds every third weekend." Remember, there are only eight tournaments in this Live Golf Tour. The next one, I think, is at one of the Trump clubs uh, up in, I think, uh, Boston. I have to look it up. But, so uh, they had the one. They had the one in Portland already, right? They had one overseas. They, they had one outside of London. They had one in Portland. And a couple weeks from now, they're going to have one, the next one, and it is definitely in the United States. And there's only eight. Uh, again, shotgun start, three rounds, no cut. You're already getting guaranteed money, so it's an exhibition. You don't you don't have to fight to make a cut. You're not fighting to make money. Everybody that pays is going to get played. Uh, plays is going to get paid. I said that backwards. Um, and, and there's, like I said, there's no cut. So you're making money on top of the guaranteed money that you've already been given. But it's, that's an exhibition. There's no pressure in these tournaments. Now you watched yesterday, there was pressure on Cameron Young, Cameron Smith, Victor Hovland, you could tell, felt it. Rory had pressure on Oh, yeah, Rory, yeah, because I thought Rory was going to win it yeah. the way he was coming back. You're not going to see you that know, in the Live Golf Tour. And I do think yeah. eventually somebody is, depending on how many of these golfers leave, some network is going to bite the bullet, and it might be a small one, small network, and say, you know what, we're going to we're going to show this on TV because right now you can only see it on YouTube. But right. once and a, I don't have that. Once a no, network gets involved and says we're yeah. going to show it because we want to see DeChambeau and we want to see uh, Dustin Johnson, we want the fans to see if Cameron Smith leaves, Cameron Smith then all of a sudden it's uh, it's a viable force against the PGA Tour. Yeah. It's splitting yeah, the game I, I apart what is what it's thinking about done. the weekend. I, I, like I said, that I know that Tiger Woods, I still have to wonder. I mean, yeah. 
gosh, you know, to do, you know, he's trying as much as he can, but to think that, you know, it just, you know, it's not ending where he can, you know, finish the weekends, you know. I'm, I'm sure he had to feel pretty good, though, I guess, so in one way that he didn't have to worry about, you know, yesterday focusing on him because that would have really... Well, you know, he, he was really... very pragmatic about it after he didn't make the cut and said, look, I'm glad I right. played. I'm glad I played. Yeah. I wish I'd have played better. I wish I hadn't mm-hmm. hit it in the water on the first hole of the tournament. But, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's going to – now, he's got to eat must now to prepare for Augusta. And I believe right. he will prepare as hard as he can, rest that leg as much as he can, get as much practice in as he can based on that rest because he's got to rest that leg and get it stronger. Oh, yeah. Work on it get, if he can. I mean, I don't know if, if – uh, what the doctors have done medically leave him able to even work out with that leg. Who knows? Yeah, because he's got a you, he's got a decided limp right now. Right? Do you think that he could probably rally enough? You know, of you know, like I said, just contacts in the PGA to at least you know make sure that you know you know, like I said, at least we know the PGA is going to still be you know relevant. Yep. You know, like if this live tour does you know make strong because it looks to me this live thing is strong. I thought at first, you know, it really wasn't you know, anything to pay attention to, but it sounds to me it's something to pay attention to now. Yeah, thank you, David. i got to get to a break, but I yeah. appreciate it. The, the Live Tour, uh, even though it's an exhibition, here's the thing the Live Tour is that maybe the USFL back in the day wasn't. They're not going to run out of money. They've got Saudi money. We don't understand Saudi money, oil money. Uh, you can't understand it. It's not Tom Brady money. It's not Patrick Mahomes money. It's not these owners of, uh, of NFL teams. It's not that kind. It is exponentially higher than that money. It doesn't run out. So if they want to keep this thing going, they're going to keep it going, and they're going to keep offering these guys unbelievable amounts of money. And I do believe within the next six or seven days, you're going to see a cluster of these players go to the live tour. And the big names right now are Cameron Smith, who just won the Open yesterday, and Henrik Stenson, who is supposed to be the next European Ryder Cup captain. Now, Henrik Stenson's nearing 50. He's somewhere, I don't know, he's in his 40s. So the PGA Tour doesn't care if Henrik Stenson goes. Henrik Stenson plays mainly on the the DP World Tour, which formerly was the European Tour. So they don't care if he goes, but the... The uh, team Team Europe is going to be very upset if Henrik Stenson, their picked captain for the Ryder Cup, goes to the Live Tour, and that is one of the rumors as well. All right, we'll take a break. Got to get to it. I know, Jim. I'm sorry. I'm I'm late. We'll come back with a lot more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, Thorne's text line open as well. Get your text into the show at 502-414-1450. Texter says, uh, pitch and putt is not my idea of watching some fun golf. Yeah, we had a lot of driving the uh, par fours. We had a lot of wedges in. Uh, it's an old course. I mean, it's 500, 600 years old. So 
not a lot they can do except put some bunkers in, hope people hit it into the bunker, make the greens huge and, uh, you know, moundy. Uh, but, you know, 20 under, that's a, that's a great score. Uh, the wind didn't pick up like they thought it was going to. They didn't have rain all week at the Open. So uh, it's a different course when the wind is howling and when the weather comes in. And it wasn't that this week. It was an easy get for guys like McElroy and even Cameron Young, the young guy who can blast it on those par fours. He reached the green at 18 and eagled to finish in a second place by himself. So, yeah, it's a different test. It's not as big of a test as some of these U.S. Open courses that we see and some of the other uh, major spots that they that are in the rotation for the, the British Open. Uh, you're tired of buying expensive sunglasses? You lose them, you break them, don't even wear them, you're scared to get them dirty or lose them? Well, you don't have to worry about that any, anymore. Let me tell you about Shady Rays, an independent American-owned company started in Kentucky. Shady Rays is changing the way you wear sunglasses. They offer an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. Also, they have the craziest warranty in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. You lose them, you break them. Even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair. Wear with confidence wherever you're at, whether it's at the ball game, at the lake, uh, on the golf course. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence. They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. Donate over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good about making an impact. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back, and exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is offering 25% off, so you can try them out, see what they're all about. Use the code BIGX at checkout for 25% off all adult shades. That is ShadyRays.com. Before I finish off with golf, Smith, Cameron Smith, is 28 years old. Uh, That is the sixth straight 20-something who's won a major. Matt Fitzpatrick was 27 when he won the U.S. Open. Justin Thomas, 29 when he won the PGA Championship. Scotty Scheffler, 26 when he won the Masters. That's the first time that's ever happened. So these quote-unquote old guys like Rory, who's, oh my gosh, 33, the young guns are taking over here. Colin Marikawa and John Rahm, when they won the Open and the U.S. Open, respectively, were 25 and 27. Phil Mickelson is the last non-20-something to win a major. He won the PGA Championship at 50. Yikes. So these young guns, look out. They pounded off the tee. Uh, their short games are incredible. And this is all because of Tiger Woods. It's all because of Tiger Woods. But I found that interesting. 20-somethings are winning all these tournaments now. That's incredible. And and what we wait to see now is where do these guys end up? Do they play in the FedEx Cup playoffs? Or do they say, you know what, that $10 million for winning the FedEx Cup championship, for winning the Tour Championship, um, that's not enough. It's not enough. If, If you're Cameron Smith, Whatever the Live Tour offered you before you won this major, they're going to double it now. If they offered you $40 million, they're now going to offer you probably $100 million. 
If they offered you 50, they're going to offer you 150 million. They're going to bump it up significantly because now you're a major champion commodity. You got the mullet. You got a lot of, uh, you know, advertising possibilities. Plus, how great would it be for Greg Norman and the Live Tour to steal a guy who just won the, a major and say, oh, he's ours now. Thanks for playing. Because you feel like Greg Norman just wants to stick it to the PGA Tour for the last 30 years. He's got some kind of grudge against the PGA Tour. All right, home run derby tonight, ESPN, 8 o'clock. I got the over-unders. By the way, it's a, it's a bracket format. Now, Albert Pujols is the eighth seed, and he should be. I hope Albert Pujols does not embarrass himself tonight in the home run hitting contest. Because some of these guys are going to hit 480-foot bombs, and Albert's going to hit one good that, that may not even get out. Right? And he's going to get tired quicker than the other guys. Albert's not running the bases here. He's not, he's not swinging 50 times in batting practice anymore. He's taking a few swings, and he's out of the cage. That's not how it works in the home run derby. I think it's great that they invited him. I do. I would have respectfully declined if I was Albert Pujols because I don't want my last memory of Albert being huffing and puffing trying to hit home runs in the derby and hitting ground balls to third. But I think that's what we might get tonight. He'll take on Kyle Schwarber, the number one seed, uh, leads the National League in home runs. And it's in L.A. By the way, Dodger Stadium, not a home run park. Not, it's a pitcher's kind of ballpark. But uh, Schwarber will try to take advantage of that low fence down the right field line and just try to yank some. You know, you can hit them about 350 down the line at Dodger Stadium and get away with it. Uh, Upper bracket, four seed Juan Soto, and I got a lot to say about Juan Soto today, of the Nationals against fifth seed Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians, one of the most underrated players in baseball. The other side of the bracket, you got three seed Corey Seager of Texas against the rookie from Seattle, the sixth seed, uh, Julio Rodriguez. And then Pete Alonzo, the two seed, defending champion twice over. This will be he's going for his third straight against the Braves' Ronald Acuna Jr. That's the two versus seven matchup. Now, I've got over-unders. The co-favorites are Alonzo and Schwarber, and they should be. 38-and-a-half home runs on the night. That's the total odds tonight uh, in the home run derby. 38-and-a-half. Now, I don't know the format exactly. Basically, you get X number of minutes. I think it's three minutes. You get a timeout in there. You hit as many as you can. And each round, you just advance to, and, and you know, the next round, if you beat your individual opponent, and at the end of the day, we'll see how many home runs. Now, if your guy gets beat in the first round, I hope you bet the under. But if he advances to the finals, then you bet the over, and you're going to win. So Schwarber and Alonzo, 38 and a half. Juan Soto is at 33 and a half. Corey Seager of the Rangers is 28 and a half. Um. Julio Rodriguez is 25 and a half. Ronald Acuna, 22 and a half. Jose Ramirez of the Indians, 19 and a half. And Albert comes in at 18 and a half home runs. That's my bet of the night, by the way. And I hope I'm wrong. Under 18 and a half for Albert Pujols. He may not get 18 swings in in three minutes. He's tired. 
He's old. That brings me to Juan Soto. Juan Soto is 23 years old, and he is an absolute star for the Washington Nationals. He turned down $440 million, a 15-year extension from the Washington Nationals. Now, as I'm watching TV and it comes across the bottom line there that Juan Soto turns down $440 million, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Absolute lunacy. How do you turn down that kind of money? Well, the the Nationals have said, okay. Now, the Nationals announced this, not Juan Soto's people. The Nationals wanted people to know Juan Soto just turned down $440 million. He's got this year and two more years under club control in, in his contract. He's betting on himself to make more at the end of 2024 is when his contract expires. He's taking a chance because injuries happen, um, slumps happen. You Something happens where you're not the player you were the first couple of years of your uh, big league career. That could happen, but he is betting on himself. If I'm the Washington Nationals, I, I sort of align this with the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's got four years left on his contract. They don't have to trade him. They don't have to trade him. And if he wants to get paid, he's got to play. And if I'm the Nets right now, unless somebody comes at me with an offer I can't refuse, I'm saying, Kevin Durant, you're going to play with the Nets. We don't care who's on the roster. You're, you're going to play. These guys demanding trades blow me away when they're under contract. And the Nationals can do the same with Juan Soto. We got you for this year and two more. We're not very good, but you know what? People come to the ballpark to see you. People will pay money to see you play. We're going to try in the next two years to get some pieces in here so that we can compete in the National League East. And at the end of 2024, if you want to go on your way, good luck. Congratulations. You'll get, you might get a $500 million contract. But we're going to... We're not going to trade you. That's what they could say. Now, they have said, go find a trade. It's going to have to be, it's going to have to blow us away. We're going to have to get some great players and, and, and some a lot of stuff in return, some draft picks. Draft picks aren't as exciting in baseball. They're not as, as uh, valuable in baseball as they are in the NBA. But I'm going to have to get some great players back in return and some great minor league players back in return. Let's start it with this. If you want Juan Soto, I want your top four prospects in your minor league system, and then I want a couple of major league pieces that I can help build around as well. Let's start there. So the Nationals are going to listen to offers. Doesn't mean they're going to accept any offers, but they're going to listen to offers. Here's why Juan Soto is right about turning down $440 million. 15 years. Do the math here. That's $29.3 million per season for 15 years. He's 23. He'll be 40. I know that's 17 years, but he's got two years left on his contract. He'll be 40. Now, if they just start it right away, here it is. Here's your offer. Boom. We're knocking off these first last two years of your contract. He'll be 38. So he'll make $29.3 million. Today, right now, in Major League Baseball, that would rank – Wait for it, 15th in Major League Baseball. Max Scherzer, now he's only got a 
three-year deal, but he averages $43.3 million. Uh, second is Mike Trout, and he should be, although I, I kind of cringe when I say that because he's never won a playoff game. $37.1 million a year. Anthony Rendon, who's been with the Angels two years, he's been hurt both years, he's out for the season again this year, seven-year deal, $36.5 million a year. Uh, Garrett Cole, the Yankee pitcher, $36 million. Carlos Correa, the Minnesota shortstop, $35.1 million a year. And we go on and on. Manny Machado, San Diego. Corey Seager, Texas. Nolan Arenado, St. Louis. Francisco Lindor of the Mets. Steven Strasburg of the Washington Nationals. I can't tell you the last time I saw him on a mound. David Price of the Dodgers makes $32 million a year. He's a middle reliever at best. Trevor Bauer of the Dodgers. Now, he's not making the $32 million a year, or excuse me, thirty. yeah, $32 million that he should be because uh, he's been in a little trouble, a little hot water, and he's been suspended for the last year plus. Miguel Cabrera, okay, he's earned it, $32 million a year with Detroit. And George Springer is 14th in the league of Toronto, $29.6 million. If Juan Soto were to take this money, $29.3 million, remember this. A, there are a lot of these uh, salaries are going to surpass him in the next 15 years. And B, does he really want to be in Washington? Where they have, yes, won a World Series not too long ago, surprisingly, but they're in dead last now, and there is nothing looking down that tunnel except a train coming at it. Looking into the future does not look good for the Washington Nationals. So I think Juan Soto did the right thing. Now, hopefully he won't get hurt. Hopefully, you know, he'll play out this contract or or they'll they'll trade him. And look, we all know where he's going to end up, right? Los Angeles Dodgers. New York Yankees, New York Mets, that's about it. Because if he's going to get $500 million for probably 12 or 13 years, make him the highest paid player in baseball, which maybe he's the best player in baseball. He's a five-tool star. He can hit, hit with power. Uh, he can run. He can field. He can do everything. Best player in the National League East. Hard to argue against that, even though they're in last place. And he's 23 years old. Keep that in mind. When the Angels signed Albert Pujols to his 12-year deal, um, he was already at the end of the good part of his career. Juan Soto is just starting his good part of his career. Will the Nationals come back with more money? Yeah, I think they will eventually. Unless, like I say, they get that trade offer from the Yankees or the Dodgers that they can't turn down. But I think Juan Soto did the right thing. He is better than the 15th best player in baseball. And when you take pitchers out, let's see, that is uh, eight, nine guys ahead of him. Is he top 10 in baseball? Well, at that age, with that ceiling, I would say yes. I would say yes. I watched him yesterday against the Braves. He's just a tremendous talent. All right, we'll take a break. It was bloody Sunday in Major League Baseball yesterday. 
I'll give you my winner in the Home Run Derby tonight. And SEC Media Day is underway in Atlanta. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage Hotline still open, 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 414-1450. Don't forget, it is Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Awards member will win $10,000 all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. It's easy. Just open your Refreshing Awards app, click on the Summer Bash icon. That's it. You're entered. You can enter in other ways as well. Earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, many more at Thornton's using your Refreshing Rewards card. That is Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. Not a Refreshing Rewards member? Become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. That's REWARDS to 80313. Uh, so it's it's begun. The Live Tour, breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Peter Jennings here. David Faherty will leave NBC and is expected to join the Live Golf Tour as an analyst. This is according to the New York Post. Yeah, I was. I'm, we're waiting for players, but uh, now we've had a broadcast defector. Uh, and I love David Faherty. He's one of the best. His show, Faraday on the Golf Channel, I guess we've seen the last of that now because the Golf Channel is aligned with the PGA Tour. But uh, David Faraday, Faraday, going to head to live golf. Interesting. I wonder how much they threw at him because you don't just leave to go do three-round exhibitions, shotgun start as an analyst without getting a little coin. You just don't. Um, but Faraday's gone. Which golfers are going to follow? Henrik Stenson, it looks like. Cameron Smith has been rumored right after he wins the British Open. Uh, it's going to be a long way. PGA Tour leadership is biting their nails right now. They are huddled in a corner trying to stop the bleeding here. And I would really never thought it would get to this. After that first wave of Dustin Johnson and Taylor Gooch and Pat Perez, Phil, I thought, okay, they'll get a few guys. You know, Sergio, Sergio, by the way, Sergio Garcia, who did make the cut this weekend, uh, is apparently going to leave the DP World Tour, the uh, formerly the European Tour, because he says, quote, he doesn't feel loved anymore. Oh, end quote. I'm sorry, Sergio. Take your money and go elsewhere if you don't feel loved anymore. And he said it was Thomas Bjorn, his former Ryder Cup captain, who basically said, nobody likes you out. Nobody likes any of you guys out here anymore. Now, the DP Tour is different than the PGA Tour because they didn't excommunicate all of these players. They didn't take their cards away like the PGA Tour did. So guys like Ian Poulter and Sergio Garcia and Charles Schwartzel and Louis Oosthuizen, they were fine playing on the DP Tour and the Live Golf Tour. But apparently, the fans were not loving Sergio enough anymore. And he said, at my age, I'm fine with it. Now, he's not going to be able to play in the Ryder Cup, 
But he also says, I probably wouldn't get picked anyway the way I'm playing right now. So it's really um, jumping ship before learning you're not going to be on the Ryder Cup team anyway. So I thought after this first wave of guys that went that this would settle down. But it hasn't. Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, gone. Now the rumor is Cameron Smith, gone. How many of these 20-somethings are they going to get? Rory's not going anywhere. Justin Thomas isn't going anywhere. Um, would anything else surprise me? I don't think so. Tiger's not going to do it. Xander Schauffele, Patrick Cantlay, some of the great young American golfers. Would it surprise me? No. Yes. Would it shock me? No. Would it surprise me? Yes. Because these guys feel like they are going to be on the PGA Tour and trying to win majors and, and win tournaments and win FedEx Cup points and, and win tour championships all along the way. Some guys, DeChambeau didn't surprise me. He just didn't. He's a different kind of guy. A lot of players don't like him. Um, he goes about his business in different ways than your normal golfer would. So a lot of these guys didn't surprise me. DJ surprised me a little bit, although he's, you know, he's getting a little long in the tooth. He played great um, in the Open Championship. By the way, Open Championship, personal story here. I have Cameron Smith in a fantasy golf league with, with uh, 10 buddies of mine, me and, me and 10 other guys. So I needed a win because I was toward the bottom of the standings here, and it's not, you know, we lose a little money here. So his win vaulted me up the leaderboard, and also I had Tommy Fleetwood who finished fourth. So I vaulted up the leaderboard in our fantasy golf league. The bad news, I had money on Rory. Oh, man. So I'm sitting in front of the TV pulling for Rory to win and Cameron Smith to come in second. I get some, you know, get some solid points there, and it just didn't work out exactly the way I wanted. All right, it was bloody Sunday in Major League Baseball. Chris Sale. Second start back from his injury, got hit by a 106.7-mile-per-hour line drive off the bat of Aaron Hicks of the Yankees. The Red Sox left-hander, I was watching it when it happened, by the way, screamed, the ball hit his pinky, it went out into right field. That'll tell you how hard it was hit after it hit his pinky. And he looked down, waved to the dugout with his good hand, I'm out of here. And then he held his hand up, and his pinky was not pointing in the correct direction. Broken, fractured pinky finger for uh, Chris Sale. And then Harold Ramirez of the Tampa Bay Rays, you may not know him. He plays third base. He's hitting 329 this year for the Rays. Hit by pitch, broken right thumb. Both these guys last day before the All-Star break. Ah, bloody Sunday in Major League Baseball. The Yankees took two out of three from the Red Sox over the weekend. Um, Atlanta took three out of four from Washington. The Mets took three out of four from the Cubs. This Mets-Atlanta race to the wire to see who wins the division is going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating because these – you can like the – look, I love the Dodgers, and you can like the Dodgers all you want. But, boy, these two teams – the Dodgers – they're not going to be playing meaningful baseball in September. They're 10 games ahead of the Padres, 12 and a half ahead of the Giants. They're not going to get caught. 
But the Braves and Mets, there's a two-and-a-half game lead by New York in the National League East. They are going to go down to the wire. And it is going to be fun to watch. So Braves, good weekend. Mets had a good weekend. Uh, who had a bad weekend? Well, Miami Marlins. Phillies beat them, swept them in three. They had a bad weekend. The Reds lost two, seven to three, and eleven to three to St. Louis, and then were postponed. They got a reprieve from Mother Nature yesterday. They got postponed. Uh, the Reds need to win. Let me do the math here. The Reds need to win twenty nine games to not lose a hundred this year. They got to win twenty nine games in the second half. They've got fifty seven losses. Already. So they have to go 29 and 42 to not lose 100 games. Yeah, they're not going to do that. They're not. Uh, the trade deadline is August 2nd. After the All Star break, you're going to see this stuff heat up. And look, you might see it tonight, tomorrow night, and Wednesday. Because if you're an All Star, Wilson Contreras of the Cubs, for example, All Star catcher. The Cubs may just say, we don't need you to come back to Chicago. First of all, congratulations. We're going to send you to a contender. Secondly, you don't want to be here anyway. You don't want to be here anyway. So you might see some of these all-stars get to Los Angeles for the game with one team's jersey on and leave Los Angeles with another team's jersey on. It's happened before, and it wouldn't shock me to see it happen here. And we're a little bit later in the season than the All-Star game. It's right about the same time, but we're we're well more than halfway through the season. So these teams know we got to get some play. Look, you got to August 2nd. That's a couple weeks away. That's a couple of weeks away. And uh, there is no secondary trade market after August 2nd like there used to be where a guy could uh, be traded if he got through waivers. That's not the case anymore. It is a hardline August 2nd trade deadline. That's it. SEC media days, um, I don't get too excited about those, to be quite honest with you, but they are underway. Kentucky will go at uh, 2.25 p.m. Wednesday. Mark Stoops is in Atlanta. Will Levis, the quarterback, Kenneth, Kenneth Horsey, the offensive guard, and linebacker DeAndre Square, they will all speak to the media on Wednesday at 2.25, we'll try to get John Hale on the air uh, Thursday to uh, break down everything they said. They get to go after uh, Florida uh, and Georgia. So I don't know how many people will be left in the building to hear what uh, Kentucky football is all about after Florida and Georgia speak. But uh, that is going on in Kentucky. It's, uh, it's underway today, three schools today, and it's going to uh, gonna be – Kentucky on Wednesday at 225. By the way, it's Burger Week in Louisville. Did you know that, Jim? It's Burger Week. Um, I'm telling you, Google Burger Week in Louisville. There are all kinds of great places you can go and get you a really good burger this week at a really cheap price. And my wife just uh, texted me, hey, Burger Week, I'm bringing you home a burger. It's going to cost me a lot of money this week, but less than normal, I guess. <sighs> Bats are off. They don't get back into action during the All-Star break till Friday. Talk more about that as the week goes along. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Yeah.